Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Yo, in this podcast we are going to talk about Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. It's going to be spoilers, so I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Me and Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Hey, it's me. Hey, welcome back guys to another, this is going to be an awesome episode guys. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. The reason why I'm telling you this is because we went to see Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Now for my audience out there, Trevor is a big Resident Evil fan. I am too, but I think he's a bigger fan than I am. I think he beat most of the games that I, I did, you know. Well, yeah, a good number of them. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm probably a bigger fan than you, yeah. Yeah, but I just like I like zombies and monsters and stuff like that. I like to see blood splatter everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Resident Evil um, City. No, Resident Evil. Welcome, Welcome to, to Raccoon, Raccoon City. City is, like, really the probably the sixth movie. As Maybe the, the seven. The seven. There were six, six movies done by uh, Paul W. S. Anderson, or and whatever. he's still attached to this too, right? He's a, an executive producer, producer or something. Right. Yeah, um, but yeah, he had done six of them, which didn't really have that much connection to the actual video games, other than some names and that's it. You know, a few things, umbrella, whatever. But yeah, that mostly was umbrella. It. Yeah, mostly umbrella. So yeah, so Resident Evil. This is, came out this year, twenty twenty one. And uh, it's going to be spoilers, guys. Yeah, we've been warned. It's going to be spoilers for this uh, episode. And um, I mean, it doesn't matter because you're probably not going to watch it, and you probably shouldn't watch it. So, so yeah, you know, we'll tell you what happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason why we're doing this podcast. And and if I was under the um, video games, the movies that are based on video games episodes that we do. Right. It falls so the, right yeah, under this, that. This is kind of a twofer, yeah. yeah it's a twofer. One, it's a recent thing that we watched, so we're going to talk about it. And two, it's a video game so, movie, so we can we can add it to that as well. Right. So be ready for the ultimate rants. <laughs> be ready for it, guys. Be ready for it, because we are going to do some ranting. I think Trevor going to be more big of a renter than I am. Probably. That's what I'm saying, right? Renters? <laughs> uh, ranters, yeah. Yeah, so... Let's start. Yeah, on, let, let's, here, let's, I'll just show you my notes. Let real me see quick. your notes. These are my cons. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't need to write the cons, bruh. I don't need to write the cons. I don't really need to, but just so I, you know, I can kind of remember some of them. Yo, I, I didn't have to write the cons. I, I'm gonna tell you right on the top of my head what's the cons and pros. The cons are way the pros. Oh, for sure. For really, you know. So yeah, I was being generous with the few pros that I did have here. <laughs> so for my audience out there, let me tell you. The little bit of the story of this Resident Evil movie. So, basically, this is a movie based on the first Resident Evil Resident Evil game, and also it was based on the second Resident Evil game. So they put them together. Right. So they kind of merged the story of the two. Um, so even though they take place like three months apart, yes, in the games, right. They actually made them take place on the same, same night, night, which was September 30th, 1998. 1998. Right. So they made it the same night, which I'm like, okay, I mean, uh, you do what you do. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's like I said, I mean, 
I'm just going to say this right off the bat is that I think, I think this is one of those things they should have done like a Netflix series or something, you know, like yeah. a, a streaming show. This would have been better suited to that. Cause as we discussed when we were talking about the trailer, you know, a couple months back is that the biggest problem is that there's too many characters and like, you know, so we get two characters in the first game, but then we get two new characters in the second game. And then the third game has one of the recurring characters, but you know, it keeps swapping every game. Right. So you can't make a movie where it's like movie one, Chris and Jill movie two, Leon and Claire. It's like, well, you're like, where did Chris and Jill go? You know? So I think that's kind of why they combine them because then once you have those core four, everything else kind of works out. Right. Those one of those characters is always in one of the following Mo- games. Games, right? Of the that's main true. series up until you hit, well, up until eight maybe, because seven does have Chris show that's up, right. but yeah. he's not one of like the main characters. But right. yeah, so essentially those four will show up at some point. And that is true because you know in the games you're right, and also the episodic games they had too, like Revelation. And the other one, Chris and um, Claire. Claire and Jill right. are in those their games. You know, they alternate. You're right. They alternate right. their characters. There's some spinoffs which don't really have them, but you no. know, those are kind of like the, the the shooter games they right. have. And but stuff. if it's like a more main title, then yeah, right. one of them will pop up. So, yeah, so that's the premise of this movie, which, like you say, is about, there's actually two games. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm laughing because I'm thinking about it right now. There are two games that's told in this movie. Right. It should not be. Right. And the, the biggest problem that that occurs because of that is they're trying to cram too much into a less than two hour movie. It's only right. 107 minutes. And, it's, and it goes back to what you said right. about it being a television show. When you do a television show, like the way things are these days, you flesh out characters, you flesh out storylines, you, you, you put, you, um, you make, you fill plot holes if you have to, you're right, you right. know? So that what happens in the TV series, you know? Right. So the TV series could do something where it, you know, jumps back in time or maybe one episode covers, you know, most of the first Resident Evil game and that, you know, and so you slowly build it out. And so you have more time to expand it and tell the full story without necessarily feeling like certain characters are getting lost in the shuffle or, right. you know, just being dropped for long periods of time. Right. It would have like been an entire movie. And then it would have been cool if they'd done it that way. Right. And I think if they learn anything, they could, um, from past movies, they're not going to learn, not gonna learn shit. They, ne- they never do. So they don't. I mean, there is a Resident Evil series coming to Netflix. I think it's Netflix. A live, soon. Is it live action? But it has, right? Yeah, but it has something to do with like I think Wesker's kids or two. Why well, I want to like care that, about them? Why well, I want to care about Wesker's right. kids? So I mean, well, the, I mean, it may just be they're related to Wesker. There's something I don't remember exactly, but it's like two girls, I think. Right. Um, and you know what? Something about when they were younger, and then now when they're older, and you know what? Oh, now happened. I remember that now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's still coming out, and that could be interesting because we don't know anything about it. Right. It's connected to the the game universe, right. but it's kind of like it's new fresh. characters. You can start fresh. Right. So I'm cautiously optimistic on that one, but you know, <laughs> we'll save that for when it you know it actually starts coming out. Yeah. So when well, Trevor, I know you, we, you and I talked about this. You know, um, we watched the trailer. We couldn't wait for it. Now. You take back some of the words we said. <laughs> well, I did say I was cautiously optimistic when I talked about the trailer, but yeah, no, I, okay. So the first five minutes of watching this movie, it's, 
I can't quite explain the feeling. It's not rage and it wasn't like loathing, but it was just this, it was this visceral, like, do you ever have this feeling where like you see somebody or, you know, or, you know, or somebody is around you or maybe something's around you and there's something that just feels off. Yeah. And this, this... That, but that bothers you about them. Like there's something creepy or, and something inside you is just screaming. No, 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 no. This isn't right. Something's wrong. The... That's what this movie did to me in the first five minutes. And I'm going to read the text, what you said. And me. I never recovered from that. This is what I was, this is what, this is what you text me <laughs> before when you left the movie. He said, I'm going to read it, so I'm going to read it to the audience. This is what you say. He said, just right. finished watching Resident Evil. I've never seen a movie before that just made me dislike it within the first five minutes. Exactly. Now, guys, when he said that, man, I'm like, oh, well, there, there we go. And I try, I tried to tell you. I didn't want to spoil nothing for you. Yeah. And I and I was right. It was like, it was nail. It was his t- stomach turning and just like, oh, this is awful. Yeah, it just, there was just something. It's like, yeah, just it was off. screaming. Yeah, it's, it was, something is wrong. I can't define. I can't give a word for this movie. Right. In the beginning, it was just off, man, and the bag wig for, um. What's his name? Neil McDonald. <laughs> I don't think that was a wig. I think what that was, was just, his hair. Yeah, just bleach blonde hair. Oh, it was like it's real bleached than ever. <laughs> it look like it. But well, he's been having bleached blonde hair in like well, a lot I'm of a, things. Yeah. I think in you know um, what's it called? Uh, recent recent like movie. the Arrowverse shows. He had oh, blonde hair. Dark. And I think he I think he was in that Yellowstone show. I think oh, he dude, had blonde hair there dude, too. And, I watched the first episode of that. Did you? Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, man, it's an hour and thirty-two minutes, man. People recommend. I'm off. I'm off my um tangent right now. Hold, let me go back. Let me bring it back. Let me bring it back. Yeah, that's another just, story. That's God, another story. Yeah. That's another story in itself, man. But anyway, so watching it, man, I I had this feeling of like, just just the feeling of oh my god, this is horrible. This is terrible. Why am I fucking watching this? It's just like, but we doing. I'm doing it because I, I'm be honest. I watched all other the other six Resident Evil movies. You stopped there too. I kept going. I mean, it was one of my guilty pleasures. I, mean, right. I know it's god awful, but this right here, I'm gonna say this. This is just my opinion, people. The first Resident Evil with Janovich, mm-hmm. it's way it's better than this. Oh, that one's actually a really good movie. Yeah, it's a good I movie. That one. I mean, it has nothing to do Dude, with the game, none other than that. There's a mansion. There's umbrella. There's a virus and a dog. And yeah, that's about it. But you know. <laughs> But that, and one zombies. Was, that one was at least entertaining. I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, and then zombies. We can't forget about the zombies. And it was interesting how how the zombie ep- epidemic happened with this movie here. It was, I'm going to say it was gradually over time right. that the citizens of Raccoon City were exposed to the tea. There was, there was something yeah, in the, put in, in the, the water, water yeah, yeah. that they'd been doing for years. So basically what... The, the initial setup is that Raccoon City used to be the house of the Umbrella Corporation. So that's where they had, like, their main research laboratory and everything Petri like dish. that. Right. Um, but then they decided to move out. And then when they did, I don't remember if it was at the same time that something went really wrong, like something leaked or whatever. So they decided to just get their bags right. and get, a go, they packed and get, their bags and, get you know, got out of town, yeah. which basically left this small podunk city as just kind of... Well, 
the only people who are still here are the people who can't afford to leave. Really. And that's what it was. And it goes right. again with the commentary of the poor and the rich, right? Right. And then the same type of thing, you know, how, how like a lot of times, you know, factories or whatever will go oh. and because they get nice tax breaks in a certain city or, you know, state, they'll go there, but the tax breaks only last for like five or 10, ten years. Yeah, and, and then they decide gone. someone else offers them a tax break. So they leave and then fuck everybody who was there working. And now everybody's out of a job because that was the town's livelihood. Yeah. That was what, you know, so nobody has jobs anymore. Um, so it's kind of like a commentary on that. But yeah, so basically, you know, something got leaked and then it was, yeah, the kind of the T-virus the or something was in, in the, the water um, in the system. water. And so it slowly was turning the, the citizens into like these mindless, mindless zombies, zombies with their hair falling out and <laughs> crap. Talking about quick um, going ball. You know, yeah, there was this um, um, blood was coming from the eyeballs yeah. and stuff like that. Those were the symptoms of it and everything like that. Right. So and for some reason, the cops were immune to it. Like they made, oh, a, remember they made an off mention that they got a shot, shot. but it's like, why did they just give it to the cops? And yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was, you know, it's kind of like a throwaway thing. But yeah, for some reason, the cops were unaffected. by yeah, it. Yeah, they were immune to it. Right. So they, care. they gave them shots, whatever. Right. right. And of course, Claire is because she comes into town. So. So that's kind of the setup, but it, it really starts early on when it turns out that Chris and yeah, Claire. Um, Claire were orphans in right. Raccoon City, which I don't think that's the case in the actual game. I think they made this up. But the orphanage is from Resident Evil the 2. The remake. In Resident Evil 2 remake. remake. I don't think it's in the original. No, Resident it's not. Evil. I remember that. Right. See, I'm going off the original. See, right. what they did was like they combined the remake with the original. It's hyper, I, I, I don't remember the orphanage in the remake. I mean, the original. It's not. It's, it's in the it, remake. It is in the remake. And, and it, I haven't it, played it, it yet. It plays a pretty large role. Well, I mean, it plays something. A, 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 yeah, a, a, a role. But, um, so, I mean, it, it was nice. They kind of got like the outside with the gate and everything is like pitch perfect from the, um, from the, the game, game, the remake. But, but like um, I said, don't get me wrong, man. The look of it was not bad. It, it was just, we keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll going. get to that when we keep touch going. on some of the pros and you know, yeah. we get further. But yeah, so it turns, so they're orphans, which is something new. And, you know, William Birkin, who's played by Neil McDonough, is kind of like the caretaker of this orphanage, which is just a really creepy orphanage. It's always dark. It just kind of looks like it's dirty and creepy. It and, was just dangy looking, dude. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, and so... And then apparently there's um, there's this girl in there, this like creepy girl who wears like dead people's skin, um, named Lisa Trevor, and so she takes this fascination with Claire and you know touches her face and wakes her up, and then Claire follows her or follows upstairs where she thinks she went and finds her in a tent, and then you know they kind of exchange you know their names, names and, and you know, pleasantries or whatever, so they're kind of like becoming friends, and then. Lisa Trevor just scatters and disappears, and then yeah, that's when William Birkin walks in. And so, is she actually in the remake? So, um, Lisa Trevor is in the Resident Evil One remake. So when they redid it for oh, yeah, so I don't think she's in the original Resident, Resident Evil, Evil for PlayStation. No, I don't remember that. But in the one that came out for GameCube, and then all the ones that you know after that, after she that. was added to that game. So she is a character for Resident Evil One, the remake. Right, the remake. Yes. See, that's what I'm talking about. They actually got bits and pieces, and they put them all together. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of this is you know they they put a lot of uh, 
a lot of fan service for the for yeah. you know fans of the game, which is this. nothing wrong. I mean, which, can... which was one of the good parts. I mean, sometimes it was a little too pandering, or they may have done too much that kind of took away from the actual movie moving forward. Yeah, the yeah, storytelling. storytelling. Yeah, but I mean, that was probably one of the best things about this movie. They to go, be perfectly they go, honest, you're pro, right? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Right. So then we don't really know what happens, but you know, then they kind of skip forward, and Claire is coming back into town, oh, and she's. Yeah. Hitching a ride with a being harassed by the damn yeah, truck, by a driver. truck driver, which the truck driver is in Resident Evil Two, and he hits a person. I remember that, and he gets bit, and that kind of starts the whole thing. But they switch around he in the game. One, he the doesn't movie. have the dog, and two, yeah, he doesn't give Claire a ride. Right. Claire, Claire drives in on her motorcycle, and then she meets up with Leon at a gas station right outside of town. Now, to me, man, would you think that would have been better if she rode in town with a motorcycle than drive riding with a damn truck driver? As far as storytelling wise, I mean, well, you, I get why they did it storytelling wise because they could kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. So they could show that Claire is coming back, and they could do the whole truck, truck driver, driver scene, scene, and then you know when when he later is infected and flips the truck, and you know because it's like an oil tank or yeah, gasoline, gasoline tanker, tanker. And, you know it explodes right outside the the police department. You know it kind of sets up everything at once. Once, right. But it does kind of take away Claire's character from the game by not having her coming on a motorcycle. Cause, right, because she's a badass. Well, I mean, because that's one of her <laughs> that's one of her big, you know, like notable things about her is that she's a motorcycle head. Right. You know, that she loves motorcycles. So in this case, it makes it look like she doesn't own one, and instead she just steals she's her brother's. Brother, and he right. told her not to steal it. Right. So, so yo, know, so she, you know, she goes back into town to go see her brother Chris. And stuff like that. In the meantime, while this is going on, we get our one of our favorite characters. I'm, I'm saying it. I'm trying to remember now. One of our favorite characters, Leon, Leon Kennedy, right? Right. He's he's oh my god, he's a rookie, right for Raccoon City. Right. Now all of a sudden we see him waking up in a hotel, right? Uh yeah, like a motel. It's a motel, which right. I couldn't understand the reason okay. why. So here's the thing, this. I didn't like that scene because it was the way they did it. But in the game, technically, Leon is late for work. I remember that. On his first day on the job. That's right. Which actually saves his life because yes, you know, then right. he doesn't get infected like everybody else does. But the reason he's late is because he was up drinking the previous night because of a breakup with his girlfriend. That's the in-game story. Right. So this kind of shows that he's in the motel and you know you see that he's... Hang on, hung know, over yeah, he's so. obviously hungover. I don't know why he had the the sheet over his head for like a good two minutes before he finally took it off. That was just weird. But and then, but the problem I had with it is that the first thing he does is he drinks the beer, and you can see a whole thing of whiskey on the on the, um, on the side table behind him too. So it just makes him look like an alcoholic, right? Not like you know he was partying or you know he's. Getting over a girlfriend, which, you know, they never mentioned. Never mentioned it. That's never mentioned in the game either. It's just in the story, you know, if you read like the instruction booklet or whatever. But, um, yeah, so it just kind of already he's coming off as like uh, an alcoholic. That's all. That's (laughs) strike number strike number one. So, yeah, Leon, they did a complete disservice to Leon in this movie. I do, we, mean, do we really want to talk about this right now? Because yeah. I, I really want to talk about it because it's been on my mind Yeah, let's Yeah, let's talk about this. Let's just get, All right, let's get yeah, right let's into get the nitty-gritty. Let's get it right out of the way. Let's get into the shit. Okay. Come on. So, yeah, you had warned me about this, but it was pretty obvious within the first minute that he showed up is that 
He is completely unrecognizable in this game. Yes. Or in this movie, movie from who he is in the game. Because. Which is a travesty because he's a really popular character in the game because people like his character. Right. So, and it has nothing to do with the way he looks, which, you know. No, it's not the look. Right. It's, it's his demeanor. They obviously cast somebody who looks completely different from him. Right. But, in, you know. In the game, it's his demeanor, how he assess situations. And stuff like right. that, right? Yeah, it, Leon is—he's naive and he's a rookie, but he's still—he's resourceful. Right. He's intelligent. You know, he doesn't really show much fear. He's like, you know, um, so he's very steadfast, which kind of helps. And now this is the game version, people. We're right. This about. is the game version we're talking about, and you know, and that just kind of expands as it goes along. And he, you know, and he evolved over right. when it came to Resident Evil Four. He kind of changed. He, you know, he was more seasoned. He's and a, he became more, yeah, he became more seasoned, but then he became more cynical after that, you know, especially yeah. if you watch, like, the CG movies. Oh, yeah, stuff. very but, cynical, yeah. But, yeah, so. Can you blame him? Right, that's the <laughs> thing, is he's, you know, he's very resourceful. And, you know, even in Resident Evil 4, if you play, like, the separate ways, the Ada Wong thing. Right. She says at one point in, like, the in-between chapters, she's like, she says Leon is practically a genius. That, you know, if there's anybody who can survive anything, it's him. It, but, it's like, you know, it's crazy on the fly. That's the thing. Right. Because when you watch the CGI, this, the, the animated movies, animation movies, everything's on the fly. It's at that moment that he had the quick thinking to do this. And in the movie. Right. So so the movie, you know, basically in the in the game, he's kind of like a Boy Scout. Right. I mean, if you want to think of it, he's. He's a Boy Scout. He got, has like that '90s punk, you know, like yeah. feathery hair, you know, drape, you know, hair drapes look or whatever the end of the other going end. on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in this, obviously, they cast somebody who looks more Hispanic, and he's right. got long curly hair, which is what's his name? Um, uh, what is it? Uh, Ava 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 Yogia or something? Ava Yogia? Right. Yeah, I, I think that's how you pronounce it, or Yogia. Yeah. Which. Which is fine. Okay, so it's not the look that I'm used to. It's not the look that I wanted, but fine, you know. And I think he did a perfectly good job of playing the character on the page. Type page, yeah. So I had nothing wrong with him in general. Um, but one, it was a bad choice. Yeah, the long hair. And he just, he already looks like he's disheveled and whatever. But, right. But then, yeah, as we get to meet him, he's like, he's completely irresponsible. Apparently he was a fuck up who shot one of it, you know, like when he his was partner. in the police academy, he shot. Yeah. His partner, one of the other trainees in the ass with a gun. So he can't handle a gun. His dad had to pull Put strings trains. just to get him into the raccoon city. In other words, is he, he's, police department. he's a screw up. Right. And so everybody's, you know, everybody's making fun of him. He tries to join the meeting and they chew him out and tell him to go back to the front desk. And then when he's at the front desk, he's listening to music really loudly and Dude, sleeping. Dude, that really pissed me the fuck off. I'm so this, sorry. Yeah, this tanker, like, flips over and explodes right outside the open door in front of him, and he doesn't even fucking notice. And and that, to me, was a disservice to that character, man. The thing they made this character, this Leon in the movie, is kind of a disservice in the video game because, like you said, he's a boy guy. He's resourceful. And, you know, at the, in the beginning, he was not, not naive, but he was very resourceful, but... As time went on and during the, the whole during the games, as he evolved as a character, he became more cynical, cynical, and he was very more resourceful than ever. I mean, like I said, he was like a genius. He thinks on the fly, and you see a situation, and you know, and then he use he don't have to use a gun sometimes. It'd be something else around. Well, in Resident Evil Four, what? he's big into the knife. Not yet. So even when he doesn't have a gun, yeah. he's deadly with that knife. <laughs> so um, so yeah. So as the character in the game, he evolved. 
Right. But right here, man. And here, I mean, this is still the first one. So, you, you know, there's obviously, you know, evolution but, that could happen. But, I was, but the problem is that, yeah, everybody keeps calling him stupid. He yes. kind of is stupid. You know, it's like he goes to like Ben Bertolucci and the thing and Ben just takes his gun and points it at him. And it's like, but, what the fuck? And then he goes into the, you know, the um, the, the jail cell. The armory. The armory, the armory yeah. with, with uh, Claire, oh, Claire. yeah. And he doesn't know how to use a fucking shotgun. She has to hand him and the that's fucking crazy. vest. And it's, yeah, it's like, what the fuck is he even doing here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, man. yeah, I mean, that just pissed me off right there. And so at that point, I was already like, this movie lost me. Yeah. I, I'm done. Yeah. I, within 10 minutes, I wanted to walk out of this movie. And I never want to walk out of a movie. I don't either. But because I knew we were doing a podcast. Oh, I feel like that right, And known. I already spent 13 fucking dollars on That's this movie. That's all you spent? I only spent six. It was Matt and, Yeah, you only spent six? Damn right I oh, did. fuck you, man. <laughs> Not mine. It was like 13 fucking dollars. Well, don't feel bad. Don't feel so, bad. You know why? Like, you know, I don't feel bad about popcorn. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it turned out to be 13. So, it's like, I'm not going to walk out of this movie, but I really want to. $13, man, on a matinee? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, apparently. Dude, I was only six. I went to the Merchant's Walk up here. Really? Yeah. yeah. I guess the ones in my area or maybe just the one that I went to at, the, at the mall. Yeah, I'd be upset too. spend $13. Right. So. <laughs> I don't feel too bad. <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that just like pissed me off. It was, it, it's just like they yeah. tried to turn him into the comic relief, but it wasn't even funny. It was just sad. No, it wasn't funny, dude. And it, the, 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 it was sad. And the problem is, man, they trying to kind of like trying to clean it up a little bit close to the end of the movie, what he did. Well, they kind of had to give him give something, something yeah. to, you know, make him kind of stand out and do something right for once. Right. But yeah, it was like literally at the last minute of the movie. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Oh, yeah. But that. That was my biggest gripe, man. The way they um, portrayed Leon Kennedy, man. The way they treated him, and I and like I said, I like Resident Evil Two, the first one, not the remake. The first Resident Evil Two, I loved it. I played both discs, man. Leon, I liked to play as Leon. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, he was a rookie in the game. He missed, he, he missed, he missed. He was late, and that's a good thing that he was late because it was all hell was breaking loose. Right, and you know, so, but yeah, man, I'm that's one of the cons. Is the Leon cast the right. Leon character for sure? You know, but you know, so that was a big turnoff. I mean, that was disappointing. I'm like, damn. Then and they were just straight bullying the dude, man. Yeah, exactly. It was like, yeah, constant. The, the two cops that was in the diner at the time, they were just talking bad to him, they were bullying him, and I'm like, dude, man, this this is ridiculous. Ugh. Yeah. So. Anyway, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the other characters and you know and stuff here yeah. shortly. But so yeah, the essential setup is that Claire comes back to town. She tries to warn her brother. She had gotten some information. She had gotten some information from a journalist who you know says Umbrella is doing something shady, putting something in the water, etc. Yeah, you know, and she, so she shows him a video game, a videotape. Like a VHS, yeah. which some of you youngins might not even know what that is. Because remember, this takes place in 98, yeah, 98, which I kind of enjoyed some of those touches is that, you know, so you had the Palm Pilot. You had the oh, yeah, you had the right. guy playing Snake on his Nokia phone. You that's know. right. It's like they had the yeah VHS tapes and, you know, um, and then she mentions a chat room and Chris is like, what the, what fuck's the fuck's a chat, chat room? room? Right. Yeah. So, you know, these things were all new at the time. And then, you know, I liked the, the 90s, you know, like soundtracks like they played a lot of oh yeah know, they did man yeah so i mean i think one of the early ones that, that was kind of cute uh kind of cute was um they were playing um 
fuck, what's their name? The Cardigans, they were playing my favorite game. So oh, the Cardigans, kind of yeah. But, you know, you had four nine blondes and blah, blah, blah. So. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did play some of the 90s music, man. I wish right. it was a pretty. So that was kind of fun, time, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it had its pros, um, but... Right. So then and Chris is Chris and Claire, they obviously hadn't seen each other in like several years, like yeah. at least five, um, because I guess they had a fallout. She ran away. And meanwhile, he kind of stuck with, you know, William Birkin, who was like a father figure to him and kind of, you know, sent so, him to um, academies, school and stuff like that. Right. And yeah, he played for the football team and all that, you know. So he's the he's the all American boy is basically, right. you know, what Chris is. Um so then, you know, he basically suddenly an alarm goes off, you know, all over Raccoon City saying, you know, hey, something's wrong. So he has to go into the uh, well, one, he has the night shift anyways, but he has to go into the, to the, um, I mean, the police, sta- the police right. station, right? the police station to find out what's going on. And so, he, you know, he leaves Claire there and says, you know, don't take my bike. And what you do? So, yeah, she takes her. But well, that's because the neighbors start coming in and, you know, they're all creepy. And what was the word she said? It's me. Itchy, itchy, itchy tasty. tasty. So yeah. itchy tasty is a reference to Resident Evil one where they're reading uh, one of those diaries, diaries or whatever. Right. And there's somebody who's starting to turn into a they zombie. Infected. One of the researchers. And so he starts to mention near the end that he's st- he's feeling itchy. Right. And then he also um, he starts scraping off his own skin and eating it and then mentions how it's tasty. tasty. And so like the last thing he writes is itchy tasty. tasty right. So that's a reference to that. So yeah. she, yeah, she scrawls it in blood right. on, on the, the plate, you know, glass window, but she didn't, you know, her skin, her skin was still on her face. No. Yeah. So, that was just for fans. Right. And so then, yeah, the kid skitters in under the table and she's like, uh, you know, do you need help? And he's like, you're the one who needs help. And then all of a sudden the lady comes running through the glass and attacks her. And so that's when she runs. And- First of all, in reality, you would not be coming to my house. All my doors would be locked. Yeah, no shit. Really? But this, this is a movie talking about. In reality, that would not happen. Right. My doors be locked. So we also we also meet right before that. We also meet in the diner. You see Leon with his hangover trying to drink coffee, okay, and that's yeah. when those two cops bully him. And then they have to go up to the Spencer Mansion to check something out. Uh-huh. Yeah, and before um, that, we was but, actually but. Yeah. In the diner there, who are, they're about to start their night shift, is we meet Wesker. And Jill. Jill and... Um, Vicar, not Vicar. No. Oh. Uh, what was his name? Uh, what was his name? Not Albert. No, that's... Um, what is his name? It's right here. Yeah, I got it. I got I it. Why. I got it. It's right here. I got his name. I got it. It was Richard. Richard Aiken. Richard, yeah. yeah. Richard Aiken. Right. So they're in the diner, and so we get a little bit of, you know, things on them. So obviously Jill's got a little bit of a crush on Wesker. Wesker. And, you know, Wesker's playing playing on, you know, put, Leon is asleep at the yeah. counter. He puts, like, a thing of ketchup on his head, balances it, and then, you know, tells Jill, you know, I, I bet you 10 bucks you can't shoot that off of his head. Yeah, right. And she pulls out her fucking gun, and he's like, Jesus, Jesus Christ! Christ. <laughs> not, the, not with a real gun like this. And then he gives her, like, he uh, one of those oh, dark guns dark with guns. the, yeah, the suction cup. Right thing so then she's like make it 20 and i I, you know i'll bet you i can knock it off um without with my eyes closed or without looking or something and so he's like fine i'll take your money and so then she shoots wesker like right in the head with the you know the suction cup dart yep and then what does she do she throws the gun at 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 leon (laughs) hits him and of course when he shakes not the thing falls off so she's like i'll take that 20 (laughs) and then she steals his sandwich and this is a little reference to you know game he's like yeah that's my sandwich he's like now it's jill's sandwich that's right because in the first first resident evil 
what was his name? Uh, Barry Burton. Yeah. Who is not in this, it's, it's, this no. movie at all for some reason. Yeah, right? So he's talking about... Um, Basically, she gets in a room say? where either the ceiling is coming down or it's... Some I don't kind know of if trap. it's ceiling or if it's the walls are closing in on her. Right. And then he managed, they managed to get out. And so when she gets out, he's like, you were almost a Jill sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little reference to that. To that um, right. So there are little references. And then when they were in, sitting in the, um, the police station... She asked the question, you know, which would you rather, you know, get eaten by a, a shark or, a or, snake. or, yeah, or a large snake, large snake. Which, which those are two enemies that show up in the Spencer French mansion in Resident Evil, Evil 1. 1. Right. I so remember that's kind that. of a, a reference call to that. So that's yeah. what I was saying. Th- those are the pros of this of this movie is because they've done a lot of callbacks and references to the games that as for fans who know who play the game. That's one. That's some of the pros. I'm just, it's not many pros in this damn um, movie, man, at all. No. It's a lot of cons. Right. A whole lot of cons. So. so, yeah, so then, you know, shit goes, shit goes, it goes haywire. You know, yeah, there's the, <laughs> there's the, ex, the big explosion, you know, the truck, Trump's. the truck driver comes in. He has a Doberman, by the way. Right. And the Doberman licks up that lady's blood at the beginning that he hit with the truck. Right. Who then That's she true. just kind of walked off into the woods. And right. We didn't see her no more. Right. Um, and then, um, Oh, did she? Did she, oh, was she just standing there? When she, she was just standing there oh, in the woods. woods so, yeah. so Claire saw her. Uh, yeah, I but yeah, so. she was just standing there. Um, she wasn't fully affected yet. Well, well she, she was affected, but she, she had turned. But, yeah, she yeah. She didn't really turn. In in the game, she bites the guy. So I she's remember kinda, that. You know, but in the in this, she just walks away, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so he flips the thing. You know, the the dog, I guess, had already gotten away. Yeah. Um, the dog had bitten him. That's why he got infected. And then he comes in walking through the, on fire. the police department. Yeah, on fire. And Leon with his headphones and, on. Yeah, Leon's just like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, and do- doesn't do anything because, you know, he's completely incompetent in this then, movie. Because Chief Irons right. comes And then Chief around. Irons comes in and shoots, shoots the dude him. in the head yeah. and then says, get a fucking uh, a fire extinguisher, a fire extinguisher <laughs> and lock the fucking doors. Um, and that's what I'm talking about. Because he's like, there's going to be more. And so then they do, and you start seeing some people show up. But it's like there's only like five zombies at the gate, and that's it. It's like in in the game, it's like mass chaos. You can tell yeah. where, you can tell where the budget of only twenty five million came into you. play here because they had like no extras, no. no zombies. You know, you didn't see any of the chaos on the streets, which is was, what's in the game. You know, it was not even any computer um, generated characters. They but I don't see I ain't see none of that. You could tell the difference. Well, I mean, at the end, there were CG characters. Yeah, but not in the, like you said, in the gate. Right. It was like only five. There's yeah, there's five. only like five standing like, there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, any, anyway, so yeah. So Chief Irons is like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but yeah, there's something going on. At, you know, Bravo team, which were those two bully cops. Right. Which I think were Marini and Dooley, I think is what they were yeah. called. Which is weird. Marini exists as Bravo, a part of Bravo team in the game, but... There's a Dewey, but there is no Dooley. Oh. Um, so I don't know where that came from. Um, so Maybe yeah. it's a mistranslation and w- somewhere. So let me give this try. Resident Evil Zero. Rebecca was part of what team? Bravo, Bravo team. team, right. Yes. Okay, see, that's another. Well, that's so yeah, another. Bravo team, the, in, technically their helicopter crashed outside the Spencer Mansion. That's right. Um, in this one, it was actually a truck. Truck. But yeah, in Resident Evil Zero, Rebecca gets separated from the group, finds like an overturned like uh, car or something that has Billy Cohen, who's a prisoner. And then they end up walking to the Spencer Mansion and going through. I think it's like 
it may even be another match and going through all this bullshit. Yeah. Um, I never finished playing. Maybe, it. maybe it's just, I don't know. I don't remember. So that's another thing. Right. And so then Rebecca ends up in the Spencer mansion. So right. she's, you meet her in resident evil one. Um, technically that was her first appearance. Cause resident evil, resident evil zero was a prequel. Recording that came later. With, yeah. Was on the GameCube. Yes. Now, and now it's on the PlayStation network. Right. So, guys, yeah, let's see. This is a lot. Anyway, this is stuff that's not even in the movie. movie. Yeah, but it could. Yeah. Right. But. Um, right. So then basically Alpha Team, which is, you know, Wesker and Jill and, you know, Vicar, Wesker, Jill, Vicker, and Chris Aikens. and Aiken yeah. are um, are Alpha Team. So they're, they're, they need to go and find out what happened to the other Bravo team because they stopped responding. Right. So, you know. Irons so, is like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but, you know, you need to go. You know, I was fine. I was going on with right. the Bravo team. So and they then, go. Right. And we see that Wesker is getting like this, a pager. He gets a page saying, hey, check your locker. You know, all the information is there. And, so and that's where he gets a palm, palm pilot, pilot that basically <laughs> says, you know, they're going to destroy the town at 6 a.m. Dude, so. I'm surprised he found a palm pilot, dude, for this. For this movie, man, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can find anything on eBay. You can find anything. <laughs> yeah, right. But right. I haven't seen one in so in so many years. Right. So you know, so he uses that. Um, so we know Wesker is up to no good in some right. in some so, form or another. Right. Um, but but you know, with this with this guy, what's his name? Tom Tom uh, Hopper, Hopper, who played Umbrella uh, Umbrella Academy. Right. His take on Wesker is not so sinister as. Yeah, we'll we'll get to their characters and the differences with the game a little bit later, but um, you know, but and we're not gonna go piece by piece in this movie, but this is kind of the setup, so you know what's going on. So they go to Spencer Mansion, um, and uh, and meanwhile at the police department, you know, Leon is there, and Chief Irons is basically, I'm getting the fuck out of here. (laughs) So you say he told Leon, you're in charge, right? So he's like leaving, and Leon's like, what? What's going on? Where? He's like, you're in charge now. He's like, I'm in charge. I'm the rookie. It's like you know. So he books it, and Leon's like, what the fuck? I don't know what to do. Uh, Right? Yeah. Um, So then, yeah. So Chief Irons takes off. um, Yeah, in his Cadillac. Right, and then he, uh, and then he's he's trying to get out of town, and then. You see Basically, our, all the ways out of town are being blocked by the uh, umbrella, umbrella uh, soldiers. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of like you know they got their gear, and it's kind of like a, um, like a fan servicey thing, like you know Hunk, Hunk who is right. uh, um, a popular uh, character from Resident Evil Two, kind of the side. Yeah, he was a, he, he was like a, a little side a story. He was thing. a lockable character, unlockable character, right? Yeah, and then in Resident Evil Two Remake, um, you can actually play as. Um, there's a little separate story you can right. play as him where he has to try and escape. Um, okay. And so, yeah, he just, you only have a limited amount of ammo or whatever, and you have a limited amount of time, and you just got to go through all these hordes um, without dying. That's kind so of So you play that objective. part? Yeah, yeah, I got through it. You it's, beat it. It's fucking tough. Oh, of course <laughs> it is. Of course it is. Because so, yeah. there's just so many, and they bite you all the time and slow you down. And huh. Anyway. So, yeah, so, you yeah, got they blocking off the, um, the exits. Of uh, Raccoon City, right? Them, and so some, some guys come running at him, right. and they start shooting him. And so they, you know, they start shooting at his at his car. So yeah. he he reverses <laughs> it and heads right back to the well, station. Well, how did he reverse so quickly? Because it was a truck behind him. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I, 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 yeah, I, 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 like, how did he get out? He was blocked. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, and of course, 
Umbrella seems to be ter- terrible shots because I don't they I don't know how they don't manage to hit him or anybody. Right. They're like shooting at that one guy with machine guns right next to his car, and it takes forever for them to hit him. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man. Anyway, although it was kind of cool because he, he made some journey reference when he was like he was berating um, Wesker for the you know being distracted by the pager. Uh-huh. And, you know, talking about you gonna get laid tonight. You should play some journey. And he was playing you know, journey on his. Yeah, Steve Perry's voice will get anybody in the mood. You know, so he's playing. Yeah, any way you want it. You know, by journey. Yeah, that's in the, right. In the car. So that any was way kind you of, want it. Yeah, you got bullets flying. Yeah. <laughs> and so then he heads right back to the police station, and he's like, and so Leon's like, so are you back in charge? Um, yeah. Right, and so then Claire shows up at the police station, and you know, oh, no, when she showed up because when he got back, that dog that was in that truck with the driver, right, 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 right. right so he got back, and all of a sudden you hear some noise, right, and he shoots. You know what the crazy part is? He just shooting blind, blindly because he he don't know what's. Well, that's the thing. He's got he's got a six shooter. Yeah. Um. So he loads it with bullets. Um, and then, yeah, this dog is in there and he like hears a noise and then he shoots two bullets. Right. And then he hears another no, noise from another direction and he no, shoots no, no, two, two more bullets. bullets. Yeah, like, and then the same thing a third time. And he, yeah. And then when the dog finally shows up, it starts like coming at him slowly and he pulls the trigger and it click. Of course he's out of bullets. bullets. You already shot six of them, you know. And then, all and then of a when it jumps at him, all of a sudden Claire like starts whacking it over the head fi- with a fire, fire extinguisher, extinguisher yeah. and so kills it. And when Claire comes up. Right. So, so Claire is at the police station now. And it's talking up, talking what's going on and stuff like that. So he said, "I sent Chris in the Bravo, not Bravo, the Alpha team Alpha to team. the mansion, which you know, he so he used um, Chris's sister, you know, and stuff like that. So we got a way out of here, the helicopter, right? That's what he right. said. So he's saying they need a the helicopter. helicopter. Right. So, so yeah. that's that's the only helicopter they have. Yeah, right. So yeah, they need to get them. They're trying to get in contact, contact with them, them, but they're not answering. So we get to that part in the mansion once again, which is seen. Right. So, so it it should be noted that one of the things they keep doing is they keep like mm. when they cut scenes, they keep showing what time, time it, is. it is. Right, because they have a countdown. Right, because they, as we said, six a.m. is when it's gonna get rid destroy of the, city. the city. But sometimes it's kind of weird um, when they use it. Sometimes it'd be like a couple minutes another time, two hours have passed. And even what happens during the scenes, you know, and I'll get to that in a minute here with Chris, but so basically they find, um, they find the, uh, the downed chopper, but they don't find anybody in or not chopper. It's, the, it's the, the, the truck. truck. It is flipped over, but they don't find anybody in it. So then they head to the mansion to go find out what happened to the guys. They leave the one guy, Vickers, in the um, helicopter. In the helicopter, and he's the one playing, playing Snake on his phone. The Nokia. Right. And so then, as they go in, they split up because Wesker is actually on a mission. There's something in there he needs to find Fine, right. in order to escape the city. Um, and uh, and so uh, Jill goes with him because she's got a crush on Wesker. Um, Chris has a crush on Jill, but you know, he's pining, you know, Pine, right. that's never going to happen is what Claire says. Um, but so then, uh, Aiken and, um, and Chris take the upstairs and Wesker and Jill take, take the downstairs. downstairs. Right. And so, uh, so they go upstairs and that's when they encounter kinda, like the, that, you know, zombie, iconic zombie. zombie. Yeah. The pale zombie turning its head for the first time. But, which is striking in the game because they actually, I think they meet it before they even go into the mansion. Uh, yeah. Um, but it's striking in the game because that's at the very beginning of the game. In this movie, we've already met all the other zombies and had the other things. So 
it's just an iconic scene for the sake of being an iconic scene. Yeah. There's nothing creepy or scary about it because we already know what's, what's happening. happening right? right. So, you know, it, it's kind of weird to place it there in the middle of this movie. Uh, but in any case, then it turns out they're chomping on. I one of the, one um, of the um, I think it's one of the one cops. Of the police ones, yeah. yeah. Um, so then, you know, they start shooting at it and it doesn't go down because nobody ever shoots at the head right, until never. they've already, you know, spent like half their uh, magazine. So if you shoot anything in the yeah. head, it's dead. Although it's... nobody ever runs out of ammo. And that's like a big problem in the game is you have to conserve your ammo. Right. So that kind of like already was like, you know, eating at me because it's like, <laughs> guys, stop shooting like 500 bullets in their chest. Aim uh, for the head. Aim uh, for the head. <laughs> unless, unless you got a cheat code. Right. So, um. So then they, they, you know, so then the two of them get in this whole thing because zombies just start coming out of the I woodwork. Know, everywhere. You know, Aiken goes upstairs to kind of check on something, and, yeah, the zombies attack him, and, yeah, they, they managed to get him on the stairs. So. They got him, but then did you see one when Chris was going up against him? How they swarmed him? And like, they swarmed him, and, yeah, it, like, well, they pushed him against, like, a wall, wall yeah. and you're like, oh, man, he's fucked. And then, like, a second later, he's coming out of the room. It's like, how did you escape? Yeah, and if, if they killed him in the first movie, I'm like, man, y'all suck. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so Chris manages to get away, but he's, like, you know, shooting at the zombies and running, and they're following him. But then here's what's funny about that, that time card thing that I said. So it stops at, like, 2 a.m. or something. I don't remember exactly what time it is. It two, doesn't come two. back to the mansion until four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it did. So it's four been two hours, and then we see Chris still running from zombies. It's like, what have you been doing for yeah, two hours? Yeah, it was hours? two in the morning, and now all of a sudden, you're right. It, at the mansion, it was four o'clock right. still. So they probably would have been better off not saying anything about the thing, or maybe at one point say, hey, you know, somebody mentions the time. Right. But, you know, I think, I think the, yeah, those cards that popped up, one, they were like very, like, they just cut in suddenly. Um, so it felt like they cut off scenes sometimes. And then the other thing is they were just kind of distracting or, you know, they made the things not make sense. They really should have just done away with those to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then and then down downstairs, um, Wesker, um, he goes to this room. Yeah, and of course, they don't encounter Wesker and Jill don't encounter no, any yeah, zombies. Right? So they go down to this room that's, yeah, this big. Um, uh not living room. It's a um, study. Study. Yeah, it's like a study, like a library, and yeah. there's a big grand piano in there. And then you know he has to play uh, uh, the Moonlight Sonata or whatever. Because yeah. that's from the yeah. game, also. Right. And then that opens the um a tra- uh, a secret door. Right. Um. And then that's kind of when he explained to Jill what he was been doing for the past. Well, month. I think first before even that, like that's when mm-hmm. the. Well, the zombies get Brad out in the helicopter. And oh, all of a sudden, right. the helicopter's flying at him. So while he opens the door, she's looking outside, and there's this bright light just coming closer. And she's like, run! Because, right, right. the, yeah, the the helicopter just crashes, like, straight through the window. And so she manages to get Wesker down and save his life. Um, yeah. And then after that, a zombie did show up. And I, <laughs> it did show up, man. It oh, it high. does show up in a minute, yeah. Because yeah. then when they're... Then she realizes that he had kind of sold them out and was going to be leaving um, without telling them because he had made a deal where they were just kind of, you know, giving him money or whatever. And was he supposed to he was supposed to get something, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's supposed to, to take that, that thing to go get the G virus. That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to get the G virus. And that's why he had to go that way. Um, Cause they knew the doctor. Well, they didn't know the, doc- the doctor William, had a G virus. William Birkin is the one who was creating the, the, G- the G virus. Right. So, you know, when the whole alarm goes off, he gets the call that something's going to happen. So he, of course, takes his family, you know, his wife and his younger daughter, Sherry, and they run, you know, and he takes them to 
the uh, his on lab the to go, you know, to get his G virus because it's his it's his life's work. He's not going to, you know, give it up. Um, of course, that's right. So he's down there, but we'll we kind of run into him a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah. So now Jill is heartbroken because you know it turns out the guy that she liked is not a stand up guy as she thought or whatever. He's so then douche. he right, and then he pulls a gun, and you're like, oh, oh shit. shit. But then you know he tells her to duck and. There's a zombie coming up behind her, so he shoots him. But yeah. then he's like, "Yeah, no, I gotta go." And so she's like, "But what about Chris and uh, and Aiken? We gotta save them." I think she just mentions Chris. She doesn't say anything about Aiken. <laughs> she didn't give a shit about him. Um, so then, uh, wait a minute, did Vicar, the guy who played Vicar, have any lines? Did he say anything? I don't know. He may have said something briefly when when uh, Chris was giving him shit, you, saying, uh, "Why are you here? Why are yeah. you here? Yeah. We yeah. don't yeah. even have a helicopter." Yeah. Which is weird because they do have a helicopter. So I, I didn't understand that line. Yeah. But, um, yes, I don't know if he really spoke that Those much. Those two dudes didn't have much to say. No, they were just kind of the extras to, you know, to be, <laughs> to be zombie fodder. Fodder, really. yeah, fodder. Um, so, then, uh, so then she goes to, like, look for Chris. And then, yeah, we see Chris running around. Right. And then they try and do this, like, scary part where, you know, his, his light goes out. And then yeah. he's in, like, the, um, the big uh, the dining, dining room, room with yeah, the, the grand room. table. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then... You know, his light's going out, so now he's trying to use a lighter, and he, you know, he keeps shooting in the lighter, you know, and then he runs into, like, Dooley or whoever, yeah, you know, the, the other cops. the yeah. other cop who's, like, a zombie, and, you know, each time he flicks the lighter, he's a little bit closer, closer right. but then they didn't quite, I don't know, I was expecting, like, him to turn it on, and then he's, like, right, right in there in his face, face yeah. but they didn't quite do that. He did it again, and then he disappeared, But then somehow he got behind right him. behind him, yeah. Yeah, which made no sense. Um then all of a sudden that happened, oh, more zombies. Right, and so then a whole bunch of zombies come in, and he's, like, you know, struggling for his life, and then Jill happens to to show Sorry. up and save him. Because he was down to the knife. Right. And so, yeah, because, the you know, the, the bullet flashes and the lighter were the only things kind of lighting the scene, they were trying to make it this tense, whatever, but... Dude, that was a headache. It just, yeah, it mostly was just a headache. That was a like, headache to me. I could, it was so hard to keep up, and I'm trying to strain my eyes. I can't see in the beginning anyway. And I'm trying to look at the, the lighter... The flashlight. I mean, it was going back and forth, man. If what's it called? If somebody when the strobe lights. What kind of that was the um? Oh yeah, the the seizure induced. Yeah, thing, dude, that yeah. what that is. That what it was. Right. So yeah, so Chris he survives. Jill, we're gonna save his ass on that tip. Then so we go back. Right. To, back at back at the police Raccoon station. Um, yeah, they they kind of like. Chief Iron says, go, you know, well, Claire is like, we need weapons. And he's like, go to the armory. So they go, she and Leon go to the armory. And that's when Leon's like, what is shotgun? It does not work. Me no, me no understand. (laughs) (laughs) So she takes the shotgun from him and gives him the bulletproof bulletproof vest. And then he hears a noise. So he goes downstairs in this thing. And that's when he finds the jail, the the, the journalist, Ben Bertolucci in a cell. And you know Ben's like, "Hey, let me out of here." Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Well, why are you in here?" And see, that's a, that's the problem, right? When he's been get me out of here, man. We got zombies out there, dude. What he's gonna do to you? Let the right. man out. That's what I'm thinking. Let him out. But no, this is Leo. Dope the door. The FDM is like right. And and then there's there's like another like guy turning into a zombie, zombie right, right, there. right there next to him. Yeah, sitting in the cell as well. So you actually so killed then, the man. So then Leon goes up to him. Well, but then the guy. Well, the guy took his gun and then True. holds it on Leon and says, hey. go get the key. It's in that drawer in the desk over there. If I there. was me, I'll be having that gun aimed right. at the guy so beside now, me. Yeah, so now Leon's like, oh, no, you took my gun because I'm an incompetent buffoon. <laughs> and then so he goes and he tries to find the what key. And, of course, you know, he doesn't know which one it is, so he's fumbling with the keys. 
But it's like Ben could have just shot, shot the zombie the mummy, right yeah. there. But instead, as soon as he gets it unlocked, the zombie attacks Ben and bites his throat out. Yeah, so now Ben is dead. Um, and then the zombie starts coming at him. And I does he get his gun back? Or yeah. does, is that when Claire shows yeah, up and saves his shoots ass? Shoots him, yeah. Shoots right. the thing with the shotgun. Right. But then it gets back up, and then I think Leon shoots it dead. But um, See, yeah. points for Leon. <laughs> well, he gets a little bit, but he had to yeah. get saved by Claire in the first place. Um, yeah. Anyway, so then they all try and escape with Chief Irons, and there's, you know, the, the zombies get through, and now they're chasing them in the corridor, and yeah. they go out through the back entrance so or whatever. Chief, Chief Irons knows another way. Right, because Irons knows, like, a way under, you know, like, an underground way or something to get to Spencer Mansion. But did Claire, did Claire say something about, so she said something, how do you know, how to get, did she say, how did you know this area, or just how to get to here? Did she ever ask the chief for how he knew how to get through the the engine? I don't remember if she did or didn't. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'd expect maybe he does know because he's the chief of police. Police, right. You know, a small town. True. Um, Anyway, so so then they start escaping, and now they're making their way to Spencer Mansion. Mansion. Right. Um, And then they... They encounter well. Then they go to the orphanage, the orphanage first. Right. The, the underground thing is in the orphanage, right. which in Resident Evil remake it is as well. Right. The, well, to go into the sewers basically, um, but that's kind of the way to go. Well, to get out to get to the train to leave. To leave. Okay. In, in Resident Evil Two, this one they're going to Spencer Mansion because there's also a see what this is what I'm talking a about. A train under see, there. That's what I'm talking about. Right. They changed it because right. I never have not played the remake yet, and then I'm just going on the first Resident Evil Two. Because right. the orphanage was not part of the story at all. They went straight to under, the underground to the train. Right. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they kind of skipped that. But, you, yeah. know, I, 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 you know, I can explain a little bit later if we want to. Um, when no, I, you don't have I'll to. explain a little bit when we get to Chief Irons yeah. when we talk about the characters. Right. Um, so, yeah, so then they end up getting in the going to the Spencer Mansion and. Um, and so then Chris, Chris and Jill follow down that corridor that Wesker went to. Yeah. Um, and then Wesker actually runs into William Birkin and his family right. in the lab. And, you know, Birkin is like trying to, you know, putting his G-virus vials in a, um, a little briefcase thing. And um, Wesker is at And then Wesker's him, like, yeah, you're going to have to give me that. Right. And he's holding a gun to him. Right. Um, and he's like, I can't do that. It's my life work. And then, you know, he kind of moves thing and there's a gun hidden behind the, uh, the, the, the briefcase. Yeah. So then, of course, he pulls that on Wesker, shoots Wesker in the shoulder. And Wesker, of course, shoots him like, like three or four times. Yeah. Three or four times, I think, in the chest. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that he's, teach like, him, right? he's like, motherfucker, <laughs> I didn't want to have to do that. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's like, what? You know, and then, of course, the wife goes for the gun and he's like, and shoots she her straight her in the head. head. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did say, what the fuck? Like, right. And then, and then, like, I think something happens and then the, oh, no, no. And then the, the, the kid. kid. Yeah, Sherry goes to grab the gun, gun and he's like, don't, don't do, do it, it kid. Yeah, don't. Do. And so it looks like he's about to shoot her because she's thinking about shooting him and then all of a sudden so he, he gets, gets shot, shot from the back yeah and he's like you know uh fucking jill with your marksman thing you know he's like <laughs> you and that fucking gun yeah and so then wesker falls over and he's like dying right um, and so, he's like he's like i wasn't gonna shoot the kid i swear i wasn't gonna shoot her <laughs> um but then you see a syringe beside um Bert, uh, william right so then birkin managed to get, take one of his vials of the g virus and then he injects himself himself. with it right um so by this time, um, Claire and Leon, because um, Irons is dead. Right. Well, they, when they're running through the, the orphanage, like in the hallway, yeah, yeah. you know, you kind of see something moving. On the ceiling. Well, yeah, the ceiling. 
Irons and Claire are like arguing about something. And Leon, and Leon goes ahead. See, Leon sees, yeah, the the lights the on the top, yeah, are kind of are kind of swinging like one at a time, coming closer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Uh, that's not good." And then he sees Lisa, Lisa Trevor, Trevor off in like the little hallway next to him. Oh, the door! It was a door. That yeah, it was like a door. I think that goes up the stairs, stairs. or something. And she's telling, and him she's to like, "Shh, be quiet." Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, he's not quiet. No. Um, and he's like, oh, hey, guys, there's something over here. And then they come, and that Lisa Trevor has disappeared, right. of course. And he's like, I swear she was right there. And then all of a sudden, right. Irons just gets pulled by, like, this tongue or something up into the ceiling. And we, we just kind of see his legs, legs shaking dangling. a bit. And then he gets dropped. And you see and he y'all kind of scratches yeah, his Yeah, he's just, like, shredded, mauled. like, all, yeah, mauled. And then, of course, a liquor right. drops down. A liquor. Right. And if you're familiar with the game, yeah. you know what a liquor is. It's just kind of this Dude, my first gross time. swing with a long tongue and just like this, this brain, brain on the was... outside of its thing. I told you the story about me right. playing Resident Evil 2 for the first yeah. time. And it doesn't have eyes. So actually, no. when you're playing the game, if you don't move or don't make, if you don't move fast and you don't make too much sound, you can walk right by them. Yeah, because it's all sensory from vibration and uh, right. Yeah. If you run, they will spot right. you. If right. you make a sound like shooting your gun, they will go, come after you. Dude, I remember playing. The but first... if you're careful, you can use you can walk around them. Yeah, I remember playing the first Resident Evil Two, not the remake, but the first one ever. Man, that damn liquors, man. They, they... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I dropped my controller one time, yeah. dude. That when I when this game was really good when it was called Survival Horror for a reason. Yeah. Cause you know you had a lot of jumps, jumps. Right, just there. like in Resident Evil One. Yeah, 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 when the Doberman comes through the window the yeah. first time, I mean, just scares the shit out of you. Yeah, that's what the liquor did to me, man. Right. Was and that's the... what the liquors do. They suddenly just jump down from the ceiling, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Dude, I was in an interrogation room while playing the game. I was trying to get a herb. Right. Oh yeah, when you go in there and it yeah, jumps through, through the, the mirror, mirror yeah, through like, the the one sided mirror. I dropped the controller. I'm like, right. holy shit! <laughs> yeah, it just comes right at you. So. So yeah, I mean that one is that one was fun to play, man. Yeah, really. But yeah, so you see the liquor and they're having a hard time and they actually get right. Sh- so they're trying to shoot at it, but nothing's happening. And then yeah. Lisa Trevor like jumps out at the thing, mm-hmm. and you know it's she just basically does these mm-hmm. weird like kung fu. She gets on its back, and then she's basically her hands are kind of in like a um, it's kind no, of like no, a no. manacle thing. But you know, like when you're in at like. You know, like in medieval times where you go to the Renaissance oh, right. Fair and there's that thing where you can put your, your hands hand and your head through the wood and, you know, they put it it's down. It's one of those. It's kind of like that, but just for the hands. Right. Like it's this wood block and her hands are kind of stuck through it. And she it. used that. Right. So she gets behind it and shoves that in its mouth and just kind of like kicks with her powerful leg and just rips its, the, top the top of its of head <laughs> right across. Right. Right. Um, and then she uh, then she takes them upstairs to where she had was in the tent in the orphanage earlier. Right. Um, and she gives them the keys, the key, which plays a part also in the game, right? And shows them where the keyhole is on the wall, so right. they can open that, and it ter- it becomes an elevator. And then she basically says bye. And the elevator leaves. But right, but the keys, the keys. Um, when you see them, um, the keys are basically each one had. There's like four keys, and each shapes. one is the shape of the, one of the suits of the deck of cards. Right, the spade. So, yeah, the spade, the, the diamond, diamond, the um, um, heart, and the. Um, um, the, clo- the clover, the clover, whatever that one's called, the, um, the, the club, the club, um, yeah, and that's that's a, another reference to Resident Evil Two is that there's a bunch of in in the police station there's a bunch of uh, doors that are locked that have a suit of cards, yeah, so you can get two of them as Claire and two of them as Leon, right, um, so there's certain rooms you cannot get in as when you're playing as the other character, uh-huh. but that's yeah, that's a reference to that, um, I, yeah, I remember that. 
right. So then they go downstairs trying to head for the, like the train uh, or to head to Spencer Mansion. So they get to um, a part of the mansion at the bottom, the basement, whatever, the elevator, and they get to this room and it's like um, a can- a reel, or like a, for the movie, a movie reel. Right. They finally have yeah, this thing and thing and they. Um, so Claire turns it on, on and yeah, it's this thing with the Ashford twins, which. That's kind of a scene that's directly out of Resident oh, Evil Code Veronica, Veronica right? Yeah. Where the two twins are sitting there and they're plucking the wings off the um, the uh, dragonfly. See, Claire had this flashback as a kid in the orphanage. They were trying to go take her to one of the rooms. Right, that's right. And experiment on her and she kind of said, and she saw that. And she said, "They what they try to do to me." Right. So yeah, they show the flashback of her because of why she disappeared, why she ran away. Way, yeah. Is that they were going to take her, saying, "Hey, we found you a foster family. But no. don't worry, your brother will follow soon. We wouldn't separate you, of course, because we're not evil." No. Um, so but then she realizes they're taking her to like be an experiment, and so right. she managed to get away and runs away. So mm-hmm. um, that's why she disappeared and doesn't trust Birkin. Right. So does she see the um? The video, the movie reel, and stuff like that of the twins, and and that, like I said, that was part of Code Veronica, and that's yeah, the pulling of the butterfly. Oh, was it a butterfly? Dragonfly. It's a dragonfly, dragonfly. and then he puts it in like a little petri disc with ants, ants, and then they start yeah, he's very eating sick. away at it. Yeah, it's just it's very yeah, sadistic and so they, sociopathic. So that happens, and we all of a sudden get back to what you said happened. Um, try not um Wesker. Right. He gets shot, Jill, and everything. And then Chris, they get uh, Chris and Jill together. Right. Now. And then they take Sherry yeah. to try and get away because uh, Wesker told them before he died that, yeah, they're going to destroy the city at 6 a.m. Right. So, you know. So about this there's, time. There's a train down there. Go get, you know, go take the train out of town. So they get hurt around this time. Now you see that um, William took the G virus. Right. He's transforming into the tyrant, I guess they would have called, right? No, no not the, the tyrant. tyrant. The tyrant is basically like Mr. X or whatever. There oh, was right, a tyrant right, right. in the first game, but then there's a different tyrant. tyrant. He's the guy with like the trench coat and the hat. Oh, that's right. And you know, if he loses the hat, he's just this bald guy who right. chases you all around the police station. So right. So he's so he's not in the game at all. No, he turns into to, the um What is that? I think it's just the the G monster. Is it the G monster? Oh yeah. T. It was a G monster. It's G, because G virus is the sequel. T virus is in the first First one. The G virus. Okay, so it was the G virus. So G monster, whatever. This dude, (laughs) it starts mutating and transforming, right? Yeah, eyeballs. Right, so yeah, he starts like getting all these kind of. Shoulders. These kind of like. Tendrils. Well, they're sort of like. Kind of like bone growing out, but not, but kind yeah, of fleshy bone, and right. yeah, all these eyeballs just popping up, like including a huge ass one on his right, shoulder. On his shoulders, right? Yeah, and he's just kind of turning into this weird creature. So, Jill and um, there's like a, a door that's kind of narrow. Yeah, too and small. Yeah, Jill and Sherry manage to get through, but of course Chris is like a little bit more bulky, so he can't get through. And that's when Birkin shows up. So he's like, "Run! I'm gonna hold him off," and, you know. And then he's he starts fighting Birkin and. You know, gets a couple shots, but then Birkin manages to get a hold of him and is like choking him. And then, of course, that's when Claire shows up and shoots Birkin. Right. Um, and then I should think they shoot him a couple times and, you know, like leave him for dead. Right. And then somehow they all manage to get through that door and they don't even show how they do. But now they're running to the train. Right. So they run to the train and Birkin is not dead. And so what happened well, is. Well, they're in the train, train and then Leon and Jill go in the front right. to try and get the train started. So this is where Leon kind of gets to shine and, you know, right. he, he figures out how to start the train. Um, so they, they get the train going. But Sherry, uh, Cl- Sherry, Sherry is Claire, with Claire and, and Chris. Chris in the back. And then all of a sudden, 
as the train is going, something like boom, you yeah, know, starts knocking it off the track. And then all of a sudden just like rips right into the train. And there's like this huge ass, like T virus monster, yeah, which is Birkin. But yeah, and this is where if you watch the trailer, it's like that really bright, pale, like shitty yeah, CGI. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. It was a little bit better in the movie, but it was still pretty shitty CGI. Really? I know. Right. Um, so, you know, he starts attacking. They're trying to shoot at it, which, of course, does nothing. And, um, you know. He's kicking their ass. Right. He's kicking their ass. He grabs Claire, Claire and is like about to kill her, but she like stab him, stabs him with a knife. William one of his, Faye, William, William, William's face was on his chest. Right. Right. Yeah. Man. Cause yeah, it's kind of taken over him, but yeah, his, so his face is still there, there, even though the, the big thing has another head, head with right. a mouth and everything. Right. Um, so she stabs like William's actual face, right. You know, with a knife. And so then of course he throws her across the train and, and then Chris goes into attack. And then that's when Leon yeah. shows up. With Suddenly big, with a rocket, rocket launcher, launcher, which he says he got from first class, but I, mean, <laughs> I don't know where the hell that rocket launcher came from. And but so that's like in the game, isn't it? Right. The game always ends with them with getting a rocket, rocket launcher, launcher to destroy the unbeatable <laughs> enemy. Right. right. So, you know, it's a, it's a nod to that, of course. So he shoots the rocket launcher and blows up William Birkin. And then, you know, um, the whole town starts collapsing. What I find funny about that rocket launcher, though, is that Chris is literally standing right next to Birkin <laughs> yeah. when he shoots a fucking rocket launcher in a narrow ass train, and yet he's still fine. I mean, they're all fine. Because nobody <laughs> except Birkin, because he got hit directly. Yeah, because everybody else is not hurting from that from the, the from all the debris right. <laughs> from the explosion. So then all of Raccoon City starts to like collapse. collapse. Yeah, collapse, like sink in like a landfill. Okay, it was um, different in the games, though. The, in the game, they dropped a nuclear bomb, bomb on yeah, it. Yeah, they right. blew the motherfucker up. Um, but yeah, so this, it just kind of drops. And then you see them coming out of like, you know, one of the, a train tunnel, like walking. And, you know, that's. Yeah, it reminded me of the, uh, <laughs> like a Western, dog. The way right. it ended, it like. Yeah, like the way they walking out. <laughs> yeah, walking like, yeah, Reservoir Dog style yeah. outside, you know, out of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, they're all like. Really, guys, who are we going with? Right. I, I thought about that when they did it, when it ended like that. Like, wow. Because we know, we know in one, in one in the, uh, Resident Evil 2, only two people survive. No, three people survive. Three people survive. In one, two people survive. No, actually, multiple people survive in, in one. In one, really? Rebecca survives. Oh, that's Chris right. I survives. About, I Barry Burton survives. I Jill survives. That. Yeah. Barry. Now. I think even Aiken survives. Oh, my God. Aiken is the one who was injured. He was on Bravo team. He was injured, and Rebecca was treating him, remember? Ah. I think he survives. And the reason why I'm saying that, because during, um, during a time, uh, Wildstorm had did like a Resident Evil series, and Burton was one of the guys. Right. So I did, you're right, he did survive. And Barry Burton shows up in the third, in Resident Evil 3, the video game, Nemesis, too. right. Right. So, um. Right, so they walk out, and then there's like a quick little mid-credit scene where Wesker suddenly wakes up, um, even though he was dead, and he's like, "Why am I alive?" But you know, his eyes are like hurting him, and um, and then we see like a you know a mysterious like Asian woman, um, who we know is of course Ada Ada Wong, Um, and so she's like, you know, technically you were dead, but we brought you back, you know, and you know, obviously the light sensitivity is kind of. The, the drawback. Um, yeah, it's kind of one of the the uh, side effects the effect, of yeah. it. So she gives him some sunglasses to wear, which, which is, is t- Wesker's iconic, iconic sunglasses yeah. that he wears all the time, even in dark rooms. Right. Mostly in dark rooms, actually. <laughs> yeah, because the game is like... He, yeah, he mostly sits in... Like in the later games, he mostly just sits in like a, a dark room, like on a computer screen <laughs> <laughs> with sunglasses on. Right. Um, 
And then, you know, so he, so she's like, he's like, who are you? And she's like, Ada Wong, we got stuff to do or whatever. Right. So it's kind of setting up a sequel. So that's how the movie. We'll goes. see. Right. <laughs> if, yeah. If, if they decide to make one. We'll At this see. point, I don't think I'm going to watch it, even if they do. No, I'm good. I just wait till it comes on streaming service whenever you get the chance. Right. So, so, okay. so, so now so let's on. get into the nitty gritty. Uh, all right. All right. What, what you got for me, Trevor? <laughs> all right. So, I mean, let's talk about the pros first. All right. So we, all right. we've mentioned several. I think. I think one of them that we only briefly touched on is the locations. Right, right, right. I mean, like the Spencer Mansion, the on um, point, the the, uh, the Raccoon City, yeah, the front, the the front of the station. ocean is yeah, the police station. It's like it's like a perfect replica. Yes, they sir. look exactly like what we see in the game, okay. and uh-huh. it's great. It's beautiful to behold. Um, the biggest problem, though, unfortunately, is that while it's great to look at, we don't really get enough time to explore them. No. And in the games, it's like those, um, those locations are like a new, another character because you spend the whole time solving puzzles and exploring the thing and figuring out which way to go and which is the best way to avoid certain zombies or, you know, the quickest way to get somewhere when, you know, in resident evil two, the tyrant is chasing you all over the place. And, you know, you still have to go get the next piece to be able to unlock a puzzle. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like it's its own character in the game. In this, it's like the movie was too rushed that it's like, well, here's like a picture of it. But we don't really get to show you running around. Yeah. You know, And the Spencer Mansion kind of the same way. It's like, you know, hey, you, you know. It's recognizable. I mean, like the dining room looks exactly like it, you know, yeah. the stuff like that. And, you know, all the, the walkways upstairs where they first encounter the, lighting, the zombies. The, the right. chan- all that stuff. Yeah, it's, the yeah, chandelier. It, it's all really well done. But, yeah, you don't spend enough time in it to really make it. And this goes back to what you said earlier in the podcast is that the order for something like that to happen, it had to be a television show. Right, if you really want to do that. that. Yeah, especially because they cram it. So, uh-huh. so, you know, and that kind of leads to another thing. The first half of the movie other than the fact that a lot of the characters weren't really done right. But the first half of the movie is kind of a slow build. Right. And that works really well because, you know, it's a nice tension filled, slow build. Like, where are we going with this? But then as soon as it's like hits the halfway point, it's like, it's just speeding through. It's rushing so much that you just don't get to appreciate anything. You don't get to explore. You don't get to, you know, it's just like move, 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 move. Cause they're rushing towards the end. And I mean, literally the whole, you know, uh, the G monster when William Burke turns that's like the last five minutes of the movie. I mean, yeah. that's it. Yeah, you're right. It's so fast. You're right. So, you know, that's unfortunately one of the down things, but that first half was a nice slow build. So I'll give it that. Um, you know, of course we've already mentioned the Easter eggs are great. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the, um, all things considered, uh, you know, the acting was actually pretty good. You know they had a they had a good cast. The acting did a good job, despite like the the terrible script and the really cheesy dialogue. Yeah. But you know they did a good job with what they had. So I definitely give them credit for that. Yeah, you can't fault the actors and actors on actress on that one, man. It's just the 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 writing. Right. That's it. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just a yeah. It was a poor script. But come on, dude. We talking about a video game. I mean, I wasn't expecting much, but this was like. This is just worse than I was hoping for. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's about all I have for the pros, though. I, I, well, my pros, I kind of agree with you. Now, as far as the characters go, I mean, certain characters that had got right, not Leon, 
No, um, definitely not. Chris, leaving. he's he was on point. Um, Chris, for the most part, was yeah. okay. So let's yeah, let's talk about the um, the characters a right. bit. Uh, we um, so we've already talked about Leon, so we'll we'll just skip him. Let's go talk about Chris. So Chris, Chris is he's a little bit different from the game because in the game he's a little bit more well. In the game, he's like the sharpshooter. He's right. the ace marksman. Um, he also, for some reason, can pilot a helicopter or has the ability to do that. Um, and he's he can be a little bit like um, tempestuous with authority because of you know his justice and blah blah blah. You know, but basically, Chris is the all-American hero, and he's <laughs> and he's kind of boring. Yeah, which. Is pitch perfect for this, you know, movie because Robbie Amell's character comes across as just standard and boring. Yeah, you know? really. It's like that's what he is, and so I guess that's a good job. Um, yeah. But as we said, you know, he was he's the ace marksman in the thing, but they gave that to Jill in this game. They sure did, or in this movie. Uh, whereas Jill is the master of unlocking. She's more of like the thief, or the you know the, you know the. Um, Kind of like a cat burglar. That's kind of what she is in the game. She's a little bit more, um, yeah, a little bit more stealthy, you know, agile, able to, like, you know, pick locks, that sort of thing. That's kind of her specialty. Um, but they just kind of made her the marksman in this. Right. Um, it was complete opposite. Right. I'm not opposite, but they gave her that marksman um, title. Right. Whereas they kind of gave Claire the master of unlocking when, yeah, she, yeah, when she picks the lock with her knife. Um, but I think she was. But she's she's resourceful in and whatever in the game. game anyway. too also. So that's, yeah, right. that's not a big thing. But it's kind of like, well, they gave that to her. Um, but did not give to Leon. <laughs> they didn't give anything didn't to Leon. Leon. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, so Jill, they didn't quite get the character right. But I, she, did a, she did a decent job. I mean, all of them were kind of paper thin really really they, yeah they didn't really have the time to get too deep into their characters not really um that whole love triangle kind of i mean it didn't really amount to anything i guess like the whole point really was just to show that when wesker betrayed them that she really felt heartbroken over it but even that didn't resonate and it didn't come across that strongly no um uh claire is claire is pretty much on point so you know Claire is the main protagonist, really, of this movie. She's she kind of the main focal point. Um, and you know, in the game, she's very resourceful. She, you know, she knows how to take care of herself. She's a survivor, that sort of thing. So they kind of got that right. And which kind of crazy, man? Because in the animation, it's so totally different. Yeah, she is a little bit different in the thing, but you know, but she comes across in in those games as she's definitely like anti-corporation. Right, she's she anti-government. She doesn't really trust those things. That's why. You know, in that most recent one, she gets upset with Leon for, you know, for just kind of going along with it at the end. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but I mean, they they got her character right. Um, My biggest problem with what they did with her character is that sometimes it felt like in order to make her more awesome or badass, it was at the expense of everybody else. (laughs) I'm really awesome. So in order to show just how awesome they are, we're going to show how incompetent everybody else is. Right. You know, it's kind of. There, every now and then, like there's Battlestar Galactica ones that focus on Hilo. I don't know if you remember those. There were a couple episodes where they were Hilo centric ones, where Hilo was like the super super guy, and he was always right, but nobody believed him, and everybody else just looked so incompetent in those episodes that it was like, 
<laughs> these fucking suck. And that's kind of what it felt like to me. It was a little too much like putting her on a pedestal and knocking everybody else down off of theirs just to kind of. Yeah, I can see that. Right. But I mean, for the most part, you know, they, they got her character right. They got her character right. And plus they did. They kept the color scheme, too. Right. Of our costume, which has always been red and black. Well, it was kind of pinkish, but yeah, in the it's in the close, original, original game, game. But yeah, that that outfit in the original game is just ridiculous. Cut off so. jeans and biker shorts, right, with the biker shorts, shorts underneath, and, and yeah, yeah, that weird vest. vest thing. And then. <laughs> yeah, they they definitely changed her outfit for the better in yeah. the remake, which is what she wears in this with that red leather jacket. Yeah, right. Um, that's what she has in the remake, and so that was a good choice to go with that. Right. Um, so they kept that. Well, don't give. Me, I mean, like I said, the costume wasn't done. That wasn't well, the, bad at the all. The costumes were pretty much like what they wear in, in the games. The game, right. So they got those right for right. sure. You know, Leon mostly runs around in his cop uniform with the uh, the bulletproof vest. vest. Right, he got that right. And Chris had his stars uniform. And when you know, he had time to roll his sleeves up, who Leon? Leon. Because at first, he didn't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it could have done it at any point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so he, like you said. Had I wasn't a, paying that close attention. They had, they had a tactical gear for like for clear, I mean, the, um, for the uh, alpha team and stuff like that. That was, that was done, right? Except for the beret. I mean, Jill didn't have a beret. Right, Jill didn't have her beret. beret. And <laughs> but, um, yeah, and so then Wesker was definitely different. Right, um, yeah. You know, he was still the one who ultimately betrayed him. And, you know, in the game, you kind of look at him and you're like, well, he claimed he's pretending to be good or whatever, but I can't, you you just know looking at him right from the bat, you're like, this guy's going to be the bad guy. Um, and yeah, he turns out to betray them in the games, right. but he's a lot. He's been working with Umbrella the whole time. He used to be a researcher, and you know, a rival of William Birkins or whoever the other guy was. I think Spencer or something like right. that in Resident Evil One. Um, so they were they were like rivals, and then he became like a, a contractor or whatever. Um, uh, but in this, in the movie, they kind of make him a little bit more sympathetic. You know, right, he, yeah. he just kind of takes the gig as like, you know, they offered him some extra money. Hey, no to one, do this. this is a poor town. I mean, I right. need the money. So, right. right. They offered him, a, you know, money and a way out. Yeah. You know, but who so, wouldn't? He said, would you take it over to? Right. So, yeah, I mean, he's kind of a bastard for not telling any of his friends and just kind of planning on ditching them. But, you know, um, but, you know, even when, yeah, he confronts Birkin and, you know, he. He only shoots him because Birkin pulls a gun on him and That's shoots him first. Right, right. And then, you know, the wife tries to shoot him, so he pulls the trigger automatically. That was stupid. Right. And then, you know, even when he's dying, he's like, you know, I mean, he he's genuinely saying that he wasn't going to kill the kid. You know, he's telling the girl, he's like, I wasn't going to shoot you. I swear I wasn't going to shoot you. You know, but Jill got to him first. Right. Um, so... You know, yeah, he's a little bit more sympathetic in this, um, which I kind of liked because Wesker was just always a little too. <sighs> he was cold. Right. I was so glad when Wesker died in Resident Evil 5 because I was just so sick of that fucking at bastard. It's just like, oh, he's still around. Hey, man, I haven't played 5. Thanks for spoiling it for me. By the way, he dies in 5. Okay, thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm still playing anyway. Yeah, like I get a chance. Uh, the, the plots don't really matter in these I know, games they don't. Um, but yes, I just, I don't know. I just never liked his character. So I do like that they tried to make him a little bit more, you know. Human. Human and sympathetic, sympathetic yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm, I was okay with that change. Um, Chief Irons is, uh, <laughs> they definitely changed his character. So in this, he's just more of like a, a um you know, a selfish coward. He is. You man. know, when the shit hits the fan, even though he's the one in charge, he decides to ditch all his responsibilities and run. Um, and then only comes back because he has no choice. <laughs> um, 
I don't remember him in the games. He is in the game. So which game though? Resident Evil Two. So he, I'm you, to remember. you meet him in Claire's um, section. <gasps> Oh, so he's that's basically right. trying to go after Sherry because Sherry actually has something concerning the G virus. That's right. I remember that. Um, and then, uh, so he needs something from her. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly what it is. Even in the remake, it's like, I think he needs her for their antidote or something like he's been ad- administered the G virus. So ultimately he ends up dying by having this thing chest burst out of right. him. Um, and then, uh, but then apparently I think he also injected it into Sherry. So there's a countdown That's on right. saving yeah, her. She needs the antidote. That's right. right. But you know, he takes her hostage in the remake and then takes her to the orphanage. And that's when Claire has to, and then he calls Claire at the police station when he sees her in his, uh, his office and says, I need you to get something for me there and bring it to the orphanage. Wow. That is a big turn. Right. That, that, that's so a- in this, she just kind of goes in, but in the game, he's a very, I mean, he's been, he's been in on this, you know, he's been paid off from the start. Far, like, yeah. So he always turns the other, you know, the other cheek and looks the other way. And so that's why even when the Spencer, the Spencer mansion incident happens three months prior to resident evil two, he kind of doesn't give it anything and kind of buries it and whatever. And that's why Chris runs off to Europe on his own to try that's and right. investigate um, umbrella, right. Umbrella and all that other stuff. But so he's been kind of taking a lot of money and he, He's very he's very sadistic and kind of psychopathic, um, and but he likes to collect like artwork and jewelry, and so you'll even see like in his back room he's got like all this artwork and you know statues and you know rare stuff and I mean like trophy you know like um, you know game heads on you know trophies oh, on yeah, the wall like, and stuff. Oh, like- like a bear right. and a deer and stuff like that. But even in the game, in the first game, in his office in the back, he's got the mayor's daughter who he's killed and he's going to stuff as a trophy. In you the, haven't played that game right. in a while. You in Resident right. Evil 2 Remake, you see her body in the orphanage. So he's going to do the same thing, but they don't really get too involved, deep into it. But yeah, it's basically, I mean, he's a sick son of a bitch uh, in, in the game. So he is in the game, but yeah, he's a lot more sinister right. uh, in what he's doing. Right, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, it's been so long since I played that game, man. Damn. Yeah, now I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's really only in the in the game briefly. Right, but, but you know, during that time, he makes his mark because he's just yeah. a he's just an he's asshole. A piece of crap. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's the asshole in this one too in the movie. Yeah, I mean, but he's more of just like the a cowardly, coward. <laughs> yeah, a, a coward in this one more than you know a, a sinister person who's you know been working behind the scenes to kind of hide everything. They do kind of touch on the whole collecting thing because you see when he's about to run, yeah. he's stuffing all of those like statues and things, you know, in that are on his little um, cabinet there right, into yeah. his bag and then takes off. So that's kind of a nod to that as well, but. Yo, they was good with the nods, man. Damn. There were a lot of them. They were very good with the the nods. Um, they did the homework, but they didn't do the, the script right. Right. So, then, yeah, the script was just too much in too little time. It was just, you know, there wasn't time to give anything room to breathe. That's right. You're right. Um, You're right but, yeah, I just, I just kind of found it funny that even with all of the nods that they had, there were a lot of things that were just flipped from the games. Right. Um, as So... For example, Lisa Trevor, we already mentioned she's in Resident Evil 1 Remake. Mm-hmm. And yet in this movie, she really only interacts with Claire and then Leon in that one scene when she tells him to be quiet. Right. But 
she's not in Resident Evil 2. She dies in Resident Evil 1. <laughs> supposedly, she jumps off a cliff, so who knows really what happens to her because right. she can't be killed. She's like a zombie. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of weird. It's like we'll put her in the we'll put her in this movie for some reason, but we'll make her interact with Claire. Um, you know, Sherry is a big part of Claire's story in Resident Evil 2. She's barely even in this movie. Um, and, you know, on the what she is, she plays no significant role at all. But then even when she's there, Chris is the one who takes her under his protection. And, you know, um, whereas it was Claire Yo, who did that in Resident Evil 2. Whatever happened to her in the game once she got rescued after that? What's that? She became a teenager. Did she sometime away? Well, after the after the thing, they say in the little epilogue or whatever that, you know, they gave her over. They handed her over to, like, the U.S. Army to kind of, you yeah. know, take care of her, find her, and you know, a new family, whatever, because her parents were killed. Because well, I mean, um, yeah. both of her parents in the games were actually researchers. Mm-hmm. Well, so right. even her mom was a researcher who worked with William Birkin. Mm. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, they were kind of shitty parents. Uh, of course. Right. Um but yeah, so the, and then you do meet her again in Resident Evil Six. She's older. That's right. But because of the whole um, the G virus that was injected in her, and she was given like an antidote in Resident Evil Two, but it's still kind of part of her. Is that you know, spoiler alert? And um, she actually can heal immediately. So she'll get wounded, but then she heals. So she's got kind of special, you know, abilities um, still. But yeah, she's a, she's one of the playable characters in Resident Evil Six. Um, so yeah, and as we mentioned, Ada is a big part of Leon's story in Resident Evil 2. She doesn't interact with him at all in this, just shows up with Wesker at the they end. They missed the opportunity on right. that. And then she does kind of have a working relationship with Wesker in the games going forward. Yeah. Um, but she's like a, a double, loosely identified. Asian. Yeah, she's just kind of her own right. thing. Yeah, so... So that, you know, it's kind of leading into that. But, yeah, it's like no interaction with Leon. And that's a huge part of his story. Sure is. Because her death in Resident Evil 2, quote unquote death, um, is like a big part of the thing that motivates him to get revenge and take down Umbrella. Yeah. Um, I like when you say quote unquote unquote death. Well, yeah, because she technically, you you see her die. die, Yeah. In the original one, I think she just dies in his arm because I think she takes a bullet for him. Uh-huh. So she dies in his arms. So I, I mean, I it really that. looks like she's dead. I remember that. But then you see like her silhouette later, and she throws a she throws the rocket Looking launcher to the, him. That's right. Um, in the remake, um, she ends up like uh, as he's coming back with the antidote or whatever the with the virus the. Um, she holds him at gunpoint on like a bridge and then the whole thing is self-destructing. And then she's like, no, I, you're right. I can't shoot you. So she starts to put her gun down and then the whole thing th- um, shakes and the bridge starts to fall and she's falling and Leon grabs her and she like says, let me go. And then kind of pushes off and falls to her death. And that, but of course, is there some kind of somebody um, shows up later and throws him a, uh, it's like, some, a it's launcher. like a, like a, um, a semi-romance between them? I mean, they got respect for each other. Or was it semi- No, yeah, there was. it was a romance. romance. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was a romance um, in there yeah. I think they kiss right before she dies in the in the first game, like the, the original. No, two, yeah. And they might kiss maybe in the in the remake. Maybe when they're on like the little trolley that takes them closer to the research Because she does show up in the, the anim- in the animation movies, one of them. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, there is an epilogue that's not in the original game. I think it's ki- it kind of came later or something, or maybe at the beginning of three, where it says that she survived and that you know she was 
it's, it kind of explains a little bit about, you know, what she's doing. There's just the quick things. Um, that's also when they explain what happened to Sherry. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so let's see what else we got. Uh, yeah, William Birkin is only in Resident Evil 2, but here he's like, you know, kind of a father figure to Chris, Chris yeah. and runs the orphanage where the, you know, both of the Redfields were originally from. Um, uh, we all we already talked about Claire owning her motorcycle, but here she steals Chris's. Right. Uh, I said the the master of unlocking, but it's Jill. Uh, and the Chris is the marksman, but yeah, Jill is Jill's in the movie. movie. So you know, but it's it's a lot of things like that where it's just even when they took the things that were in the game, they completely switched Switch them, them around yeah. for like the wrong game, the wrong character. So it's <laughs> it's just very weird. It was off putting. Uh, I just found it strange. Yeah, see, they, they missed the boat with the audience and the, some of the fans. Right. So they both. Right. And I think that's, you know, I think that's the biggest problem with this movie is that if you haven't played the games, this movie is like a snooze fest. It's like you probably won't understand half of what's going on. No. It's not doing anything that any other horror movie has ever done. Right. And in fact, most of the things they're doing it is are kind of subpar compared to other horror movies. So it's not really anything to write home about in that department. So you're not really attracting other, you know, other audience. And as for the people who played the video games, yeah, it's just too much thrown in and they're switching too many things. And yeah, it's just kind of, uh, it, yeah, it, it, you're probably upsetting the fans as well with all those little changes that you're making, yeah. even despite the fan service that you put in. So it's not really for them either. No, so, it's some, yeah. even for them to say, oh, we, we did put that in for you guys. Right. So I, I don't know who this movie is for. <laughs> not for me, it isn't. No, me neither. <laughs> not for me, dude. Not for me. Yeah, I ate my popcorn and I paid my $6. Sorry, Trevor. <laughs> my $13. <laughs> but is it any um any constellation? Constell- <laughs> I'm sorry. I got some popcorn. I paid <laughs> I paid a total of how much was it? Oh, man, it was expensive, dude. I got down freaking medium, dude. It was like eight bucks. Yeah. So I spent them $14. I, I'm $1 you. up from you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had my um, my white cheddar up on um, salt with me, too, in my pocket. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Resident Evil took $14 from me. I got one up on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit. But, yeah, man. But I agree with you. They really missed the boat on both the general, general audience and also the fans of the um, game. And they cram so much in there, and like you said, they switch switch through something that that character that belonged was that only showed up in the game too. And they it was just all a switch through, man. The thing they changed, you know, they try to do it for the storytelling part of it. They didn't do a good job of it, of it at all, man. Right now, yeah, they, yeah. They, they didn't do not good, did not do a good job with the storytelling because they try to switch things around to fit the storytelling, and it did not it did not hit a home run at all. No, they they just they, like we said, they tried to cram too much into um, one movie, and that was you know a, well, to the detriment of the movie, really. Well, for my audience out there, if you want to go check it out, check it out. Well, you've been warned. <laughs> yeah, I've been warned. Wait till it come yeah, on. Watch it for free. <laughs> don't, watch it for free. Don't pay money for unless, this thing. Unless uh, who's who owns it now? Uh, what what company? I think it's Sony, isn't it? Yeah, it's Sony. Oh God. Yeah. So what streaming service? They can't be on HBO Max. Oh, uh, maybe they can. I well, think. think. Well, I mean, maybe eventually. Eventually, but, yeah. You know, if it were like HBO Max, like you would have shown up. The you know, 
how they do the in theaters yeah, and streaming. But I'm talking about time, it might show up on HBO Max. So I mean, yeah, it'll probably show up on that or Netflix or something eventually. I doubt it, but it'll you know it'll take a long time. Yeah. So when it does come out, y'all, if you're paying for a streaming service, just watch it on the streaming service. You don't have to watch that at all. Yeah. But now, okay, here we go. Now, I'm gonna go for you, Trevor. We have a one for ten when we rate these movies. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, what do we, what would you give this movie? I'll be generous. Oh, please be generous and give it a three. Woo! <laughs> and that's generous. Woo! <laughs> Googly moogly, a three. Yep. Okay, and we're not going to get a reason why because we already did. We've I already given you a million, million reasons why. Many of them. Right. So for me, you're very generous. Well, I mean, because of some of the pros, and I did like the fan and, service and stuff. You know, I'll give, and the acting was actually pretty decent for what they had to work with. Uh, I will, you know, I'll give it some points for that. I'm gonna give it. I was, I wanted, I wanted to do a three and a half, but I'm just gonna go bring it down some after what you just said. I'm thinking I'm gonna just go ahead and do a two and a half. All right, fair enough, dudes. Yeah, two this, and a half. This bro. is not a. This is not a good movie. Two and a half, man. Yeah. Dude, this is the lowest I ever ranked a movie. I know. I don't really. I don't like to go this low. But me you know, either. This is <laughs> low, but low. Like I low. said, I mean, it just had me already upset within the first five minutes. Man, when so you there said, is no way it can get higher than a man, five. Man, when you sent no that damn text that. to me, man, I laughed and I laughed. <laughs> I'm like, dude. I like. I mean, guys, I'm sitting at this movie, and I'm watching it, man. And like you said, it it, it missed the opportunity to just, um. You give that stigma of movies based on video games, right? That it could be good, right? And they they missed it. Yeah, it just shows you just shows you that Hollywood cannot get it right at all with exactly these video game movies. Yeah, it's just a few. I mean, I could count on my finger. Yeah. This is just guys. This is our opinion, but to me, well, what's yeah? What's funny is that the only ones they've really gotten right, right that they've done well are the two kids movies. Yeah. So the you know P- Detective Pikachu and, and Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog. That's it. And speaking of Sonic, they just, I'm doing a trailer tomorrow. Oh, are they? Yeah, finally. I get, well, it's about that time. Next year is coming out next year, I believe. Mm-hmm. But anyway, man, I give it two and a half. You know, out of ten. You know. Um, I'm not like I'm. I'm a fan of the video game. You're more of a fan than I am. Like I said, you mentioned some things in the game I totally forgot. I haven't played in so long, and I have not played the remakes yet. Right. So that's the thing. And um, but man, a two and a half it it will get for me. And like I said, guys, it's my opinion. You know, if y'all want to go check it out, check it out. Trevor gives it a three. He was very generous. I thought he would give it a fucking one, but you know he. <laughs> so he sometimes gave... I can't be too harsh on things because yeah, you know, there were some. Like I said, yeah, you know, the locations were like spot on, and so you know some of those things definitely made me feel nostalgic for the game. It was like that worked for me. Don't but get, don't get me wrong. But this dude. movie was an extreme disappointment. I mean, the bar was already low. Oh, it was low. Now, and it didn't even come dude, this, close this, to that this, bar. This shit is underground. It was, yeah. It it's was not even on the ground. It's way below that bar. It was, so, <laughs> you talking you know. about the ground? It's underground. It's below the bar, under the bar. I mean, it's... <laughs> yep. Man, to the Earth's core. <laughs> this is in this is in China under the bar. Yeah, That's right. right now. Yeah. No, this, it's so. just, yeah, it... Yeah, it, it just, it was an extreme disappointment, so. Golly, man. But guys, you know, we went on our uh, rant, and um, for our true friend of Trevor over there, he's a true fan of this um, 
video game. And um, Trevor, I'm glad you came along. <laughs> said your piece. I said mine. You know what I'm saying? So how can people catch you on social media? Uh, I am on Twitter at, at Toshiro no Ronin. And guys, you can check me out at Just Being Amos on Twitter and also on Facebook and Instagram. And also check out JustBeingAmos.com. And um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Peace. <laughs>